From the studios of 2SER in Sydney, Australia to the world, this is a Gay Waves podcast, proudly produced on Gadigal Land. Tonight on Gay Waves, we have two of the award-winning freak show at the Adelaide Fringe Festival, stars of the bizarre show, I think, Cake, and it's playing at the Bondi Festival. Uh, we've got runner-up of season two of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under, it's drag legend Queen Kong, and we also have the star of the award-winning hit comedy shows, Gary Starr Performs Everything and Grease Lightning, it's Damon Warren Smith, aka Gary Starr. Hello. Hi. How are you going? I'm Thank good, you. guys. Now let's jump right into it. Uh, let's talk about Cake. This show sounds like um, a debauched and crazy show. How would you guys describe it? Oh, look, I think it's actually child friendly, to be honest. I'm just kidding. Um, it's everything that you think and more. Cake. Um, we like to eat cake. I've got a lot of cake on me. Um, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I would say debauch is a very, very good way to yeah, describe it, actually. I think it's, um, it's it's filthy in ways that you didn't know could be, that filth could exist on a stage. Yeah, because this, um, I'd noticed this show comes with a, uh, a big warning on the website. It's got all sorts of things, including nudity. So which one of you is getting your kid off? Oh, it's me. It's me. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. both of you would be fine, but yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to have my clothes off before the end of this interview. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, that's yeah. great. I'll, I'll, I have this really, I'm really restrained at the moment keeping them on in my everyday <laughs> life, basically, especially in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, the I kitchen. have seen your stuff online, um, Damien, so I could understand why you, you, yes, you don't seem to keep your clothes on for long, do you? It's actually, it's quite appropriate that we're doing this interview in a kitchen yeah. because yeah. to one of the things that is inserted in one of my Orify is a, is a, a label <laughs> during the show. So. Right. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> um, now, you were not working along, alone on the show. There's a lot of other performers. Is it's actually this time, is this the first time you've done Cake or have you guys been in it before? Oh, this is actually the second time I've been a part of the cast. Um, I'm really excited. It's, it's an ensemble cast that's sort of redefining what ensemble looks like within the circus, drag, cabaret, burlesque sort of lexicon. So I think, yeah, this this new group is the Trailblazers in their own right. I'm really excited to join them again. I think it's your first time. Yeah, it's, well, this has been my first time uh, under this name, but we've also I've worked with everyone on various other projects at other times. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was like putting in an old pair of shoes. Yeah, so, I mean, so it's really like a mix of burlesque, cabaret, um, obviously comedy and drag. Are you actually doing drag, Queen, or are you... Yeah, absolutely. I'm the cabaret. Um, the I have to. Yeah, it's typecast now after Drag Race. I can't do anything else, otherwise no one comes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you can stand up comedy sometimes. Oh, yeah. Comedy, yeah sometimes yeah. I make it look like stand-up comedy. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Damien, of course, you're not well known for your um, comedy shows and your YouTube presence and everything like that. Uh, what will we expect from you in the show? Uh, some, I think, look, I think some, some of the old favourites, but repurposed for this uh, for this night, and then some stuff which is brand new for this. But yeah, a lot of silliness. Like because I'm I'm the host of the show, and nice. so with, uh, a lot of the stuff I'm doing is um is uh it, it's I'm really there to serve the performers. I'm there to keep the show moving to to uh, to be the bones of it really. But my job is really to serve serve performers. So I've just managed to repurpose stuff that I that I love to do 
it's, it is the rehearsal so far has been like can i do this here people are like yeah sure it's like you know we need to set up a trampoline in the background oh great well i'm gonna eat whipped cream out of audience members mouths while that happens okay that sounds fun <laughs> okay this sounds like a show that you might want to or not want to be in the front row for yeah, look, I, you're not safe anywhere because I tend yeah. to climb through your channel. I'm a nomad. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, look, I just want to touch on, uh, of course, I've got to touch on RuPaul's Drag Race. How's life after RuPaul's Drag Race for you, Queen? Oh, it's been awesome. You know, I think, you know, obviously I lost the crown, but I won all the bookings. So take that, Spike Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> And like we've been recently nominated for a Logie, which is awesome because it's kind of breaking history, you know. Um, you've not only been nominated for a Logie for the show, but I believe there's a little quote category called Burt Newton's Award for Most Popular New Talent. Yeah. How did you feel getting nominated for that? My God. Oh, like when my publicist told me that I was nominated, I, I, first, I, I had no idea what the Logies were. <laughs> so, is that a good thing? And then, and then secondly, when they told me it was a popularity one, I went, oh, Oh, look, I, I was super popular in high school, not in Drag Race, so hopefully I don't lose this one. Um, so I've made the mantle, which is still empty from Drag Race, available for the Logie. So oh, excellent. <laughs> well, cross fingers. It's like, it's we, nice. wish you all the best and hopefully that comes through. Now, look, um, one of your things about, uh, especially on Drag Race, you were very um, advocating for people of colour. And uh, how do you feel since your appearance how do you feel that you've been received and that message has that really got across in our community? Well, you know, I, I think definitely, I think outside of myself, you know, the new season's just been announced, season three, and there's seven of 10 queens of Queens of Colour, which is amazing. Yeah, um, that's also a tester that the producers, there's more colour in the producing room, you know, so the stories that are going to be handled are going to have more experience to deal with that sort of story. So I think there was a massive impact, and, you know, even here in Sydney, like I've set up a couple of events and nights that are more POC sort of related, and we're just trying to inject more colour and melanin into our scene because I think Australian drag predominantly has been very led by a non-POC community. So it's been good. It's been great impact. I think the community's embraced it. And I think we're moving forward really nicely. And I think the Logies, um, they're just sort of a testing and I think it's an acknowledgement of that kind of work. So, yeah, I'm really happy with it. That's fantastic. Really great. Now, um, Gary, uh, you stars of some of you, some of your shows have went amazingly. You've won huge uh, Fringe Festival awards. Um, like I think it was Edinburgh, Berlin, a couple of other ones. Um, now you actually went from some of the some serious acting like uh, Law and Order UK, and <laughs> one of my favourite sh uh, shows ever, which is Love My Way. I actually adored that show. What made you go from that serious stuff to like doing Grease Lightning? Do you know what? Uh, I, I can I can I can pinpoint the moment. I was an actor for about twelve years before I discovered that like clown existed as a, as a theater form. I knew about clowns in the circus. And I think most, a lot, a lot of people in Australia still think that that's what clown is. There's always a red nose and, you know, floppy shoes. And I saw a show in Edinburgh and it was a company called Spy Monkey and they basically did Moby Dick, but they're complete idiots. They just didn't do Moby Dick at all. Um, and it was, uh, sorry, we've got singing going on in we've the background. some opera going on in the background, yeah. They're the making the cakes. The cake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, I saw that show and I was like, wow, this looks like a lot of fun. And I was kind of getting a bit disheartened with acting. I got sick of doing other people's work, really. Uh, so I took myself off to, um, to France to train with a guy called Philippe Gollier um, to learn to be a clown. And then from there, I just, I just created all my own work and uh, started from scratch. You know, and I was only just getting to a point making a living as an actor. And then I went back to the beginning and 
you know, had to, had to take other jobs again for a while. But now, thankfully, I can, you know, make a living doing the thing that I absolutely love to do, which is just be an absolute idiot on stage. That's amazing. That is really amazing. Yeah. Now, um, Kong, you went to the French Festival as well in Edinburgh, didn't you? How was that yeah, experience for you? Oh, it's pretty awesome. Like, I've been doing French as well. I think my journey in drag was never in the pubs. Like, I think I, I kind of found it easier to come up through the fringe circuit because, you know, as Gary said, there's there's more... Well, for me, there was more... It sounds so shady. There was more skill in the fringe circuit for drag. <laughs> I was like a circus artist and a dancer. You know, I, I think um, I found more of my chosen family within the fringe circuit because there was lots of artists, lots of people that were like trailblazers, people that were doing things that were different. And I think the drag that you see now that Queen does, there's more of the mainstream drag that you know, I kind of did to get on the show. Yeah. Whereas if you sort of research and go back to maybe five, six years ago, I really looked like my dad <laughs> with a wig on. <laughs> and that was drag for me. So I think, I don't know, like uh, the, the fringe circuit's always been really um, a really big part of my process of being able to be a drag queen, but be a drag queen in, in my own way. Um, so yeah, I think the fringe circuit's really important. And yeah. these artists are really important. Yeah. Now, one question I've asked um, every drag uh, race queen that I've interviewed, uh, Will you go back for an All Stars or a Versus the World series? And also, oh, I'll let you answer that one. Oh well, yeah, look, yes, I would definitely. I don't. Know, I think I, I. I don't think I can say much more about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Does that no? Maybe something's happening. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, look, can't wait. I mean, I think you'd go amazingly on either one. I think Thank it'd be you. absolutely fantastic. And I, I do want another question I've asked Maxie and Art as well. Um, how did you feel about going into Drag Race, knowing the restrictions on the, the contract is we, is world famously known as being very restrictive. How did you feel about that going into Drag Race? Oh, look, I, I think the reason, the main reason why I went on to Drag Race because I'm like an introverted extrovert inside, like in drag, I'm like this monster persona, um, especially on stage. But outside of drag, I really don't like to be looked at or spoken to. And so I think going into the show, I was aware that the purpose of me going to that show was to um, put a Band-Aid on and also remedy what happened in season one around the conversations around race. That was my yeah. main reason. I think win, draw, lose, I wasn't bothered about the crown or any of that stuff because, you know, because I've created my own pathway in the fringe circuit, I know how to manage an arts career. So whatever I was going to get from that TV show, I was going to be able to build up of. So yeah, I, I knew that it was going to be restrictive. I was anticipating it, but I was just mostly there to serve a purpose and do it for my community. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, now, Damien, I know that you're heading back to the UK soon. I'm, yeah, I go back and do, we've got a season at Soho Theatre in London and then straight on up to Edinburgh for the final week of the Fringe Festival. Fantastic. Um, How yeah, do you feel? It, like, I've lived in Scotland for a couple of years and I love the festival. Is it one of your highlights of your career going to Edinburgh? Yeah, oh, look, I love it, but I love it less and less every year. I love it. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's like it's like spending time with family. The older you get, you just want to go for shorter amounts of time, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 intense. I'm only doing a week this year. It's also very expensive now. Like it's yeah. getting to the point where, um, yeah, it, it's you've got to you've got to really know why you're going now. You've yeah. got to see, you know, why am I doing it this year? And if it's for exposure, you can do it to build a show. It's a really fantastic place to build a show, um, like to develop something. Um, you can do it to get noticed, so you can you know get you can get lots of press if mm -hmm. you like. Um, or you can do it because you want you know social connections and, and I, it's like my family are all there yeah where 
now you sort of seem to be split between the UK and Australia. Where's home? Uh, at the moment, it's Melbourne, but um, uh, the, the landlord just told us they're selling in the house. So who knows? Um, but I, I was born in the UK, so I've got the dual citizenship, so I can go back and forth. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting drawn back. I don't know if you saw recently, but a, a clown, a contemporary, a good friend of mine just won Britain's Got Talent oh, yes. and um, big event. And it's really like, it's just been such a wonderful thing because I think so many people had sort of forgotten about clown. And I think it's going to, I think he's going to lead a kind of a resurgence there in the UK. Um, they've got such a rich history of alternative comedy and, you know, bizarre humour. Um, so I think I might go back. Um, I'm going to look, I'm, I'm going back three times this year, which is really bad for the environment. So I'm cycling everywhere I can while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Um, now we know what you're doing next, but. Kong, uh, Queen, what are you doing next after this? Well, hopefully winning a Logie. Um, that's first yeah. priority. So make sure that everybody votes for me. That'd be awesome. Um, but other than that, I'm doing lots of um, acting as well. So I've got a couple of TV series that I'm working on. Wow. Um, some scripted and some unscripted. And there's a couple of movies that are in the works at the moment too. So there's all that stuff as well as all my other practice with um, my events and everything. So yeah. doing lots of busy. I'm securing the bag and all that jazz. That's so good. Now, I know, Quinn, you have to get off to do a Logie's press corps, which is yes. amazing. Um, yeah. So thank you very much, guys, for your time today. I know you've been absolutely run off your feet with press and everything today, so I do appreciate it. Um, please come back and talk to us once you've won the Logie and once you've come back from the UK and we'll have a longer chat and we'll be able to sit down and really spill the tea and see what's going on, okay? Amazing. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. All right. Have you opera music. Thanks, guys. All the best. Thank Bye. you. All right, cheers. Bye. Hi, Mark Haddon here, producer of Gay Waves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate the episode and subscribe to the channel. You can also get in touch with us. Our email address is gaywaves at 2ser.com on all social media channels just search gateways thanks for listening